every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On, brought to you today by The Warehouse. Join us on Friday for a football Friday at The Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's The Warehouse. We're live today from the Dish Professionals column, 801-424-DISH. Get signed up with Dish from the Dish Pros, and you'll get $100 cash back today and today only, and you'll be entered to win $1,000 which we're giving away at the end of the show. And uh, just so you know, this isn't one of those, you know, like national giveaways where you've got one of a zillion uh, chances to actually win. Ryan's been doing this for about three weeks, so your chances are going to be pretty good. Uh, and you still have a couple hours now to get in uh, in time. 801-424-DISH. You ready for a little what's going on, Gordon? College football I, edition today. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's uh, start with uh, Coach Witt. Had his media availability today. He had a little bit of a Q&A with our boy PK. So you talk about competition every day in practice. I'm wondering with that in mind, you've still had the competition these last two weeks, but no games. Has the depth chart fluctuated in terms of guys maybe moving up and down based on these practices? It's fluctuated in guys moving up and down more so on who's available than competition and practices. We've we've had to shuffle the deck quite a few times based on the revolving door of who's in quarantine, who's got uh, an active case of COVID or uh, just an injury for that matter. You know, there's, there's also you're dealing with injuries that are non-COVID related. And so that's been more of a uh, disruptor to the depth chart than has the competition. And now competition is always there and, and uh, it's always a part of the equation for us of who's going to get playing time but but uh, that is taking a back seat right now just to the who's healthy and who's not and then we saw the Pac-12 put together a game basically in two days notice and it was played Sunday you got the Trojans this week but who knows next week because down in Tempe they're having issues what are your thoughts about getting a game that isn't currently scheduled on short notice well it's uh you know, it's not ideal to be able to or to have to prepare in a short period of time for a, for an opponent. Uh, I think it was 48 hours that uh, Cal had uh, with uh, with their last game, and and uh, but if both if both teams are on the same uh, footing and it's a level playing field, and uh, neither team had a, a extended period of time to prepare while the other team was thrust into a, a short window, then uh, you got to go. I mean, we got to get games in, and it's not really a factor for player health or safety it's just a strategic factor you know the coach is not being able to have much time to game plan and make uh put in uh things specific to that particular team so as long as it's not a health or safety factor for our players we're good to go but again it's, you know in a caveat to that is making sure that you know if one team had been planning all along for the possibility of, of playing a certain team and the other team was scheduled to play another team and at the last minute had to switch gears that uh isn't uh, ideal but uh you know and this, this is a unique year and unique circumstances and you've got to be ready to adapt and and uh, make changes and be able to do things like that 
Some thoughts, interesting thoughts there from Coach Witt. I think we're all thinking the same thing, right? If, if ASU <laughs> can't go next week, uh, we know of a program just down the road that has an off week. Man, he used the word, uh, Jake, adapt. This is the year of adaptability, man. It's Everything is so crazy. Everything is so up in the air. And I don't know how adaptable the conference is, but, man, uh, it'd be nice if the Utes could chart their own course uh, trying to make up for some of the, what they've lost. Yeah, I, I, I hope that, you know, uh, if there is an opportunity to schedule a game that wasn't previously scheduled and you can do so uh, meeting all the requirements that Coach Witt just laid out right there, I just yeah. hope that, that Larry Scott doesn't, wouldn't get in the way. That would be like the most Larry Scott of Larry Scott things to do, right? Like, no, no, I said no conference game, no non-conference games, and I meant it. I've seen some opinions that have been floated out there that they should cancel the, the rest of the college football season. And I, I, as long as it can be done as safely as possible, then I've, I'm aboard. And if they can do that and they've got that testing in place to be able to check on that, then, then if they pass those protocols, then, then go ahead and play. I'm not sure. Have you seen any cases – where it has been spread by playing the game actually on the field? I have not. In fact, the NFL had a report that came out last week saying that they haven't had uh, one. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, they're operating at a very steep standard from a safety standpoint. And so I and, and they're being honest about everything, too, which is great. I mean, they're losing games when, when they can't field the team because of the, the, the parameters that right. are, that are you know surrounding the football program. So you know they're if they can't meet those standards, they're not playing. If they can, they're going to play. And I I am perfectly fond uh, fine with that. Although they don't need my approval, I'm glad I'm you know I'm I'm happy that they're playing. And it, that's what I say. If there's an opportunity where you know BYU could pick up an extra game with a Pac-12 team and meet those parameters, uh, I would be very annoyed if uh, if the conference got in the way. I think, uh, didn't PK write a column for our, our website, uh, 1280 The Zone, uh, that uh, BYU does not need to pick up another game? I, I have not had a chance to check it out. I think I saw the headline, but I don't know what his reasoning was. Do you Have you talked with him about um, that? I haven't read it, but I've, I've listened to his takes on their show a couple of times where, he, you know, he's talking about the national love that, that BYU is getting. And I don't want to speak for PK, but this, this you know, if you have a loss, it all goes away and that sort of thing. I, mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't agree with that personally. I, I want to see. I've told you this. I want to see Zach Wilson play as many games as possible. I want to see this team be tested. I, I don't. You know, Kirk Herbstreet talking about you is cute and all, but what is it really doing for you? You know. <laughs> Ultimately, it's not going to get you in the college football playoff. That's for sure. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't even think they're going to get into a New Year's Six. So might as well see him play some Pac-12 teams. And, and by I the way, it, beating some Pac-12 teams would certainly help their case. It does stand to reason. I think it would it would make some sense for BYU to back off on their schedule a little bit uh, off of what they've been compiling over the past few years. I know you disagree with that, but uh, if if BYU is looking to find more success that would be one way to do it now this year is an exaggeration of that to the nth degree and that's why adding some games does make some sense but uh, uh I, I i can understand the thinking behind because BYU's gotten more publicity this year than any year i can remember for the past 10 i mean yeah but publicity great 
I want to see good football games. I think BYU fans do too. They want to see their, uh, their program go up against the best of the best. And, it, and you know what? If that's not and what every want, week, I mean, I, I don't think that program is prepared to do that. Well, uh, if, if that's not basis. if that's not what they want, then go back to a conference. If interesting matchups with big teams across the country isn't what you're looking for, isn't floating your boat, then why on earth would you remain independent? Because you can you can pick and choose. You can pick maybe two or three of those that kinds anyway, of teams. As we've talked about. Yeah, but uh, it's it's working for them this year. And ESPN is not going to continue to pay them what they're paying them for BYU North Alabama. Now that, I, that, that, that may well be. I don't know. I'm, I would guess that ESPN has some assurances that BYU is going to continue to schedule compelling games, at least, you know, within reason, because they are paying for that product after all. But, you know, that is a... a a question, I suppose, for Tom Homo, but yeah. I mean, that that certainly deval- values their product. On the other hand, do they want to schedule games with uh, top caliber competition and watch BYU get beat soundly? I don't know whether that's a great idea either. Well, if you're just looking at ratings, I mean, BYU playing against Michigan State is going to be a much higher rated game than BYU playing against Dixie State. <laughs> you got me there. All right, uh, let's move on. Brian Fisher was on with Hanson, Scotty G, of course, National College football writer, and he talked about all the local teams. When uh, Merton Hanks, of, uh, who's now working in the Pac-12 offices, uh, the Pac-12 was pretty uh, definitive in saying that it would not allow its schools to schedule other opponents outside of the conference. But now that the Pac-12 is dealing with some issues, he mentioned that they might be open to that possibility. Uh, would that, is that something you think could come down the wire, that the Pac-12, if a, a team has a game get canceled, they may look outside the conference to get another game scheduled? I, I, I don't know. I know with at least with the Big Ten, they've been pretty insistent on, on obviously sticking to that conference-only model. I think because the Pac-12 did start later because, you know, let's face it, there, there's just so many more local restrictions that uh, Pac-12 schools have to deal with. I think they are at least open uh, to the possibility. I mean, we, we could see it this week for, for, for crying out loud. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, if Utah is not able to go, it does seem like the Utes are still going to play USC, but uh, since they're already in Salt Lake City, you know, can they, can they go down the road to Provo and, and see BYU? Maybe. Maybe maybe something as wild and crazy uh, as that could end up happening. I mean, we've we've seen uh, two teams play on, on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. after a 48-hour notice. So I think anything is certainly possible. The Pac-12 is being flexible, and, and I do give them a lot of credit i know they've, they've taken their slings and arrows uh quite a bit though, over the years for, for how they've been kind of rigid uh on, on the football field but it does seem like they are at least committed to getting these these players as many games as they can can get in uh on the field one of the big decisions the country's gonna have to make is what to do with cincinnati and byu as they're in the top 10 and this season continues to come to a close who do you believe is the better team between cincinnati and byu you know, a couple of weeks ago, I, I probably would have leaned towards BYU, but uh, I, I've been impressed these last couple of weeks with, with Cincinnati. We, we knew their defense was was, was excellent. We knew that they uh, were, were going to be a top 20, top 15 type of team uh, just on the defensive metrics that, that you're seeing, the, the defensive plays that they make. But, um, you know, really the, the offense coming alive these last couple of weeks as the AAC schedule has kind of, 
uh, ratcheted up. I mean, you know, you're talking about putting 40 plus points on on SMU and, and throttling Memphis and, and, and Houston and, and some of these other teams. So I, I think ultimately Cincinnati is just rounding into form right now and, and, and looking like the better team. But um, I, I think it's a close call uh, ultimately with, with, between them and the Cougs. You talk about, um, you know, the better team being Cincinnati, but, but you know, BYU, they, they've got the playmakers. Um, certainly going to have a, a Heisman Trophy candidate, a quarterback, uh, the offensive and defensive lines um, are really where, where they kind of earn their their keep uh, as well. So uh, it, it's a close call, and, and I'm fascinated to see how the committee is going to treat them. Uh, I would anticipate both teams maybe being a little bit lower than they are in the polls, but um, you know which which one the kind of committee has ahead, given there are so few games left on the, either either team's schedule, um, is going to be telling. I think uh, down the road. When you look at the uh, the Pac-12, is there any team that you think challenges Oregon uh, for the top spot? And are you buying in on USC at all? I, I mean, certainly talent-wise, USC is it would would be the selection. But at this point, you know, based on what we've seen from the Trojans, I, I don't know how you can kind of even keep them in in the same grouping with with Oregon. Um, you know, yeah, they they have an elite quarterback in Keaton Slowis. They have some terrific playmakers at wide receiver. But putting it all together um, has not been a strong suit through that first 56 minutes of of, of these football games so far. So um, the the coaching, everything that uh, USC being USC the last couple of years um, is. Con- kind of contributing to I think everybody saying well yeah they're good but they're not quite great and I think that is a a difficult leap to, to make and given everything that is going on in this season in particular um, I still think it, it, Oregon based on what we've seen uh, the addition of Joe Moorhead as offensive coordinator uh, Tyler Shuck looking pretty good at quarterback for them uh, replacing Justin Herbert I, I think they are the team to beat uh, in in the Pac-12 and um, you know coming in that was kind of the the, the gist of, of all the preseason predictions and, and so far it's kind of held up that the USC is just a tick behind uh, what the Ducks are doing up there in Eugene. That was Brian Fisher from Hanson Scotty, kind of giving a lay of the land on the Pac-12 and uh, BYU as well. What jumped out to you there, Gordon? Uh, I agree with him about USC. I, I I just think they've been quite fortunate at the end of these games to win them. I haven't been overly impressed by what I've seen. And so uh, – I would go with Oregon in that uh, in that little discussion as well. But we need more evidence, man. We need to see more. Yeah, and it's frustrating we won't see, <clears throat> excuse me, an entire season. I mean, you know, we're going to get a read on it through seven games. Uh, you know, hopefully USC and Oregon, who are still uh, eligible to get to that number, uh, get there. But, yeah, I, I've told you I'm not overly impressed with USC. I think you and I both diagnosed that problem a little bit uh, differently. But I, I think Mario Cristobal is a really good coach. And the yeah, way he, I, he's built that program at Oregon is a little bit different than Chip Kelly did. But I, I think it's proving to be fairly effective. And as far as who's better between BYU and Cincinnati, who knows? I don't know. You know that? I mean, no, it's, but here's, here's it's a what's total frust- crapshoot, and I understand what he's saying, and this is the deal, you know? I mean, you can compare the schedules, you can compare the way they play, but there's no way of knowing unless they play each other. Here's the thing, and this frustrated me listening to Brian because I like Brian, and he's really, really good. It doesn't matter how they compare to Cincinnati. It, it makes well, no he was difference. Asked, he was asked about it. Uh, okay, fair enough. But it, uh, here's my point. It doesn't matter. It, because Cincinnati has an automatic bid if they win out, and BYU does not. 
So actually, the comparisons we should be doing is BYU to other maybe runners-up in other conferences because that's who they'd be competing against to get in to a New Year's Six game. Yeah, I suppose. It's still kind of fun to kick it around, though, but there's no way of knowing. That's the frustration of the whole thing. And, and it, it, you know, BYU fans would be happy to get into a New Year's Six Bowl, but uh, if they did get into a New Year's Six Bowl, I'm not sure that's the team they would pick to want to play. Uh, well, I'd hope they get matched up against a, a, a P5 team. I think that would be the most intriguing matchup. But, uh, again, I'm not holding my breath because I, I don't think BYU's going to get in. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I did uh, look into it a little bit more because we, we brought up the issue. It is the college football playoff committee that does determine the other matchups. Now they have uh-huh. to take into consideration the, you know, like relationships that the Bulls have with the conferences. Uh, you, you, but it is the committee that selects those matchups. So it's not the Bulls themselves. And you just you think they're going to look at BYU's schedule and say, uh, uh, uh. You know, maybe if they had a more difficult uh, road to hoe, they they would make some accommodation there. But uh, I don't think it's their, their schedule. No, no, no. I, I think that they're going to be compared to a bigger brand, and the bigger right, brand's going to win just, out. And I don't makes, think they uh, want to split. It makes, it, makes it, it makes the argument more difficult for BYU. As well. It does. But I, I ultimately think the deciding factor is they don't want to split the pie another way. Yeah, that I don't know. They're already required know. to give you know, uh, the uh, uh, American or whatever it is that Cincinnati's in. They're already required to give them a slice of the pie. They don't want to give BYU a slice, too. So you think independence should just be isolated and ignored? No, I think BYU should be considered a G5 team. I think it's dumb that Notre Dame is considered a P5 team and they get this exemption and then they can't even give BYU an exemption as a, as a qualified G5 team. I think that's stupid. Well, if they play the schedule they originally had planned to play, then in some ways you could make the argument that they should be a P5. Right. I totally agree. But they, you know what? Even if they did roll through that schedule and maybe it will lost or two, I mean, they'd, they'd get frozen out anyway. Maybe not yeah. undefeated. I don't know. But I, I tend to think that they're, they, they wouldn't be excited about the idea of including BYU when they don't have to. But they should have to. That's my point. I, I think it's dumb that BYU's not considered on that level somehow. Yeah, there are all kinds of things that uh, converge on this, where BYU, in a unique year, has a uniquely good team, and uh, and then they end up playing this schedule, and then you have, you can just see that committee getting together, and you can you can imagine what that discussion will be like, and I don't think BYU fans would like what they hear. Well, here's the problem. BYU doesn't have a voice in the room. You know, these these other conferences have voices in the room, right? I mean, the, you don't you don't you don't believe in the in the goodness of uh, objectivity that uh, would come into play with those good people in that room. I believe that's what they'd tell you. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. I know, I know you were. All right, we'll get to more uh, coming up next. Stay tuned. Uh, we have our friend Matt Williamson. We're going to talk some NFL 4. Bowler drops by the show at 5. But our friend Ryan from the Dish Professionals jumping on with us once again. That's where we are today. Call them, 801-424-DISH. A lot on the line today. A lot of reason to call today. A lot of reasons to call. This is a good day to call, for sure. This uh, little extra 
hundred bucks in cash back when you get set up with Dish, and uh, you've got the great promotion plus the inner the drawing where you get uh, another thousand dollar giveaway. This is uh, this is pretty cool. It's like instead of spending it with you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. And, Give and, it back to the customer. Yeah, it's so cool. You you know, we'd love you to spend it with us, of course, uh, Ryan. <laughs> or but, just give it to you directly, right? No, but it, it, it's a – yeah, well, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't say no. But uh, <laughs> it's it's really cool what you've done because you just turn it around and give it a nice little incentive to somebody. $1,000 is a lot of money. I mean, that makes a big difference this holiday season. It does. It does. And uh, the odds are really good. And But here's the thing is uh, it's not just the $1,000. That's kind of just on top of that. What we can do for you as a customer is – It'll give you a better system, give you more options. Um, it'll have, you know, the integrated voice remote that's a Google Assistant in every room of your house. That's a huge plus just by itself. I remember we did, used to do promotions where we gave away it, like the Amazon Alexas and stuff. To, these remotes now are it's they, just there. They're just built in. Yeah. yeah. And they don't listen to you. Unless you push the mic button. Well, because I am paranoid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am very paranoid. Well, I think a lot of things listen to you. I don't know about your phone. It's always, it's always sitting there. It's listening to it you, is. too. But, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, and one thing I'm really impressed with is Dish is on demand. Um, you know, a lot of movies, probably like most people, our family's been spending a lot of nights home. And, uh, you know, we were just searching for some films. And I came across this film, The Gentleman. You ever see this? Yeah. Uh, it's free. It's on demand. It's just one of the free movies. Nothing special about it. And uh, it was a really, really, really good show. Yeah. And it just kind of reminded me, you know, there's a lot of positives like on that side where they bought Blockbuster years ago and they have all these great movie titles. And it was like, I guess what they're saying is like 80,000 movies total. Wow. And they're saying it was like 40,000 free now. Plus Netflix, plus YouTube, plus Amazon Video Prime. If you've got all that stuff integrated in and you got one remote and you just pick up and you just say, play this movie, it'll find it. It's amazing. It's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. It makes it simple and, uh, you know, Dish does it for less. This promotion is uh, credits the next two years, free movie channels. And that free paid per view, which is the once you get the paid movies, and uh, like Milan right. Is, on, is right now, you can get it. You can get that free with uh, – with Dish, if you uh, qualify, on, and that's, I think it's like 60% of our listeners, I swear, qualify. If you're 55 and older, military, first responder, or work at a hospital oh, cool. in any fashion, you qualify for free pay-per-view every month. Amazing. All right, 801-424-DISH. Get on it. Pick up that phone, 801-424-DISH, the Dish Professionals. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you. All right, we'll have more straight ahead. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to Gary on a total request Tuesday. Want to say thanks to our title sponsor, Big O Tires. Winter tires starting at only $49.95, only at Big O Tires. They have no credit needing fi- needed financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We are live at the Dish Professionals. Call them today, 801-424-DISH. Do it before the end of the show. You can get $100 cash back and be entered to win $1,000. We'll be doing that uh, coming up at five fifty. So uh, make sure and stay tuned. Who couldn't use an extra $1,000, Gordon? 
Yeah, uh, everybody could use it. Wait, was that the answer, or were you asking Gordon? I was asking Gordon, oh, but actually okay. Gordon probably does. Who couldn't use an extra $1,000, Gordon? Uh, See, I, I couldn't tell if that anybody. was the answer. Yeah. Or if, uh, no, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, certainly, <laughs> I certainly get it. Uh, Gordon, uh, talk a little jazz here for a moment, and Bowler will be uh, on with us uh, coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, I saw a hot take on Twitter. I think Tony Jones retweeted some blue checkmark guy talking about the jazz. But uh, just, to, just to throw this out there, food for thought that the West is so good, the Jazz might as well trade Rudy Gobert uh, and take a step back but kind of regroup a little bit. Oh, I don't. Uh, I, if the Jazz think they can win with Rudy and, uh, and, and make their way through the West, then, then, I, 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 then I say go for it with what you got. But to, to give up just because it's tough? And uh, and go a different direction on account of that. I, I that's not the way I think. Well, I uh, I mean I I kind of buy into the idea. Like if you're if you're just going to, it's not giving up necessarily. It's positioning yourself because you're not good enough. You, you know the worst thing to do in the NBA is be seven, eight, nine, ten, because you're not bad enough to add a good player in the draft, but you're not good enough to really compete. So you think uh, that's where the Jazz are right now? So this is no well. I'm throwing out what somebody threw out on on Twitter, right, Gordon, know, and then I'm I'm justifying the position because okay. I, I I don't think the assessment is can't win, don't try. It's trying may mean taking a step back. The take comes from Samuel H. Quinn of CBS Sports, who says uh, I would start to shop Rudy Gobert more aggressively right now if I were the Jazz. Given the improvements Portland and Phoenix just made, it looks like they'll be fighting for the eighth seed unless Houston blows it up. I'd rather take a step back uh, than try to compete in this West, is what he said. Oh, I dis I disagree with that. I I don't I don't agree with that. I I think if the Jazz add something to what they already have, and they're willing to pay Rudy Gobert a certain amount of money, then uh, they they can compete with those teams. I I think they can. Well, but absolutely. they do have they do have to get better. I mean, I I, I don't think they can just stand pat. Well, they have the, to get better beyond just the organic growth. Well, this particular writer, I think, is is not assessing the Jazz and where they fit in the West correctly. I, uh-huh. I maybe I mean Portland giving Covington is a, is a nice move for them, but I don't think it automatically makes them better than the Jazz. Maybe some people out there would. I certainly don't think uh, Phoenix acquiring Chris Paul moves them past the Jazz. The Jazz finished uh, fourth place in the West last year and uh, just a stone's throw out of third, and it wasn't even yeah. their perfect season. So where he's right. assessing the Jazz in the West as they currently stand, I, I think is is off. And I everybody, including you, loves is just in love with Denver. And I'm not. I'm not. I don't, I don't automatically assume the Nuggets are better than the Jazz. I don't. Well, I put the Jazz in the same category. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. So, I mean, you know, the Jazz are always going to try and get better. I mean, they're going to try and get better the best, you but know, this, smartest this way is they possibly will, can. But I don't will, think – This will be what frustrates Jazz fan if the Jazz don't do anything except for make one draft pick. Uh, and I'm including I'm, – or I'm excluding from that comment re-signing Jordan Clarkson. Is there something they can do to push this thing forward beyond just the draft pick and signing Jordan Clarkson? 
Are you asking if it were me? I mean, there's always something, Gordon. It's yeah. how aggressive do you and, want but, to But get? I'm just saying that's what Jazz fans want to see. I don't think they need to see Rudy Gobert get traded and, and just sort of, oh, this is too tough. Uh, I, I, I don't think that's – they are better than that. They are better positioned than that now. But they do need to do something to get better because what they have now isn't good enough. I'd move Rudy if he's uh, so far away from their number for him. It's a lost cause yeah. to resign him. I'd do that. But outside of that, if I were the Jazz, I'd be aggressive about moving Mike Conley. That's just me. That's that's my opinion. If Jazz fans want to see something, he's got the salary and the expiring contract maybe to make something happen. But, Especially if you're going to play uh, Donovan Mitchell at point guard. And that seems to be kind of – one thing that they have to consider doing, given how small that backcourt is. He's already doing it. I mean, we watched yeah. the playoffs, Gordon. He's already doing it. So um, even when Mike Conley's on the floor with him, he's already doing it. Yeah. So I, I, that, that's the piece that I would be aggressively looking to move, assuming that I w- I'm in the same neighborhood as Rudy on an extension. Um, but, but you know what? Mike isn't the player um, – he was five years ago, and I'm not saying he's a bad player by any means, so please don't get me wrong out there because I think at times Mike was really, really good last year. At times not so much, but at times he was really, really good. So I, I don't know how much value there there would be. Is he simply in an expiring contract? Is he a player like Chris Paul was last year where a team will take on that kind of deal uh, and, and plug in his veteran leadership and see value on the floor? You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I tend to think he's a little bit more than just an expiring deal. But, you know, $34 million is a lot to take on. I don't know if you could find a contender willing to take that kind of that kind of salary. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. So uh, he might be kind of hard to move, you know. So, yeah. so what are you willing to do to make this ag- aggressive move that all these Jazz fans out there want to want to see? And I get it, but, I mean, you can't just snap your fingers and make it happen. I mean, it's got to. Well, here we are saying, yeah, the, the Jazz need to do something to get better beyond just growing from within. But, yeah, <laughs> that's always a lot easier to say than it is to do. Because the last thing they want to do is make a move and end up being worse than they are now. So, I, yeah, I, who's interested in what? Only those guys know for sure, and only they can evaluate that. But it is frustrating because for some Jazz fans because they see the, the other movement and they don't know what the Jazz are talking about. They don't know what, how those negotiations are going. They don't, they don't know how that's going to look or how, what or the work that's being put in. Uh, they just know that the Jazz, they haven't heard anything from them so far. But like the Drew Holiday thing, that that it's the perfect example of what we're talking about. Like, did you see the haul that you know three first round draft picks that that Milwaukee yeah. gave up to get that guy. I mean, you know, unless the Jazz are moving Rudy, they they can't come in the neighborhood of that kind of. Uh, um, I mean, I'd have to look more thoroughly about their pick situation going forward. But that, I mean, that's a, that's a tough price to meet. While I understand the Bucks' reason for doing that, it does seem extreme, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And they know that. The Bucks know that for the reasons that we've talked about already on the show. They, they need to impress Giannis now. It needs to happen now. So, I mean, who else is out there? I mean, the Jazz aren't trading for James Harden. They're certainly not trading for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I don't think so, no. And if you look at the free agent market uh, so far uh, that we've seen, you know, players dur- turn down uh, player options like Rodney Hood did today, which seems just madness to me. But, I mean – 
this is going to be a, a tough, a tough off season for everybody because nobody's got any money and they've got less money than they thought. And now we're going to see some big players move. Maybe, maybe the jazz can jump on as a third party to facilitate things. But you know, sometimes I get a little frustrated with why didn't they make a move for Drew Holiday? It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. they couldn't. Yeah, because it's harder than you think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but you know, sometimes I do believe that there are times when you pay these guys what they what they're earning for their good judgment, and sometimes the good judgment tells them not to make a move. Sometimes it tells them to make that move. They made moves last off season. Are they going to tweak it now? You know, it's interesting you're talking about Mike Conley because I think he's better than he showed this last year. I, I think he could edge toward the better parts of what he showed as opposed to, to, to the lesser parts. I, I don't think his his bad games were the truth. I, I think he is more capable than that. Uh, so you can make some advancement there, but that's a lot of money to be paying. Yeah, and he's an on-ball guy. But that's the hard part. I mean, we talked about it all day yesterday with James Harden, uh, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. I mean, they're on-ball guys. That's hard. You know, because you yeah, can't have Donovan so many of Mitchell, those. If Donovan Mitchell, if he's the guy you want to have the ball in his hands and that's your best attack, uh, then and you're quite short at the other end defensively and you're getting beat in some respects that way, then, then what can they do about that? All right, we want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that'll, that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Live from the Dish Professionals, we'll have uh, uh, Austin's list coming up next. Uh, call the Dish Pros, 801-424-DISH. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey, guys. Jake here from my friends at Burt Brothers. Winter is here, my friends, and Burt Brothers knows that the right tires make driving safer and less stressful so you got to get a get a grip this winter with an exclusive offer from burt brothers tire and service and it's a good one you can get a 70 dollars rebate with the purchase of four bridgestone blizzak tires or use your burt brothers credit card and make it a hundred dollar rebate it doesn't matter if you have front wheel all wheel or four wheel drive it's the traction from your tires that can make all the difference so get a grip this winter with a new set of bridgestone blizzak tires and remember this rebate is exclusively at burt brothers tire and service i've been taking uh, my family's vehicles to burt brothers for years now and they are absolutely incredible whether it's tires or for service and there's a location near you they're all up and down the wasatch front so jump online burtbrothers.com for this and other great offers that's burtbrothers.com there isn't much that makes austin horton angry wait who are we kidding almost everything makes austin upset ah! 
This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're live today from the Dish Professionals column, 801-424-DISH. Our producer, Austin, has an enemies list, and uh, we throw uh, people on there from time to time. Someplace you don't want to end up being. Uh, Austin, who are we throwing on there today? Four entries for today's edition of Austin's List. Four. Four. All right. It's an angry day uh, on this Tuesday. First and foremost, going on the list, we all saw Kyler Murray's connection with DeAndre Hopkins at the buzzer for that incredible game-winning play on Sunday as the, the Cardinals won in dramatic fashion. Hopkins, there was there's a, a photo taken from the goal line of him high pointing that ball between three defenders and clearly <laughs> shown right in the middle of the it's a great piece of photography, is the Jumpman logo on his receiver's glove. Pretty cool moment. Nike and Jumpman have garnered what experts are estimating around $5.7 million and counting in marketing play for having that that, that photo taken. Well, DeAndre Hopkins goes on the list today because over the summer, he fired his agent and tore up his contract with Adidas because he wanted to wear whatever gear he wanted to wear. He's not going to get a penny from Nike or Jumpman because he is wearing their gear, quote, on his own, close quote. So (laughs) Nike and Jumpman getting $5.7 million and counting and Hopkins getting none of it because he fired his agent and tore up that contract. Mm. Uh, Secondly, Greg Marshall and Wichita State. We don't need to go down the nitty-gritty, nasty road again of what he is alleged to have done to not just players and coaches, but random people on campus who parked in his parking spot. He's getting paid $7.7 million to just simply go away. Uh, paid out over the next six years, but still $7.7 million to be a dirtbag. And in my estimation, if it's true what he's done, breaking laws, he's not paying a, a, he's not paying a penalty and he's being paid $7.7 million. That makes me angry. Third, Litterbugs, uh, a, a, a nonprofit beach cleanup crew in Florida who was out doing some good recently, came upon what appeared to be a headless body. Uh, it had, a, you know, had barnacles all over it and it looked nasty and they called 911 because they thought they had found a headless body. But what they had actually found, gentlemen, was a mannequin that someone had just thrown out into sea uh, and had been out there for several years and the head had floated away. So litter bugs throwing headless uh, mannequins into the ocean, causing 911 to be called. And finally, this one. Jake, your, your daughter goes to uh, a, a school that has very regimented rules, and uh, it, they run a tight ship, and it's a nice place, but they're very organized, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a, fr- a, a school like that in France has been forced to post posters outside its doors that are essentially stick figure cartoons of a, a big stick figure person throwing a small stick figure person over a iron fence and with a big X through it, don't do this. Why? Because parents are arriving with their children late to school and the gates are locked and so the parents have started throwing their children over the fence into the schoolyard to get them into the school. Wow. So, dumb parents in France, you're on the list.
All How right. tall is the fence? It is, uh, well, it's in meters. Uh, where did it go? Uh, estimated 6.6 feet is the height of the fence. And they're throwing their children over the they're fence. tossing their kids over the seems, fence. Seems a bit extreme. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe just don't go to school that day rather than... Luckily, no injuries have been reported, but you shouldn't have to be making or posting such posters of stick figures throwing children over fences. Wow. Very thorough list today there, Austin. Yeah, uh, there was about eight more, but I'll save them for Thursday. Okay. I'm very angry today. Uh, it, I, can, I can sense it. My therapist and I have agreed this is a really good segment for me. <laughs> good outlet so thank, for you. Thank you for uh, indulging me, yes. Yeah, no problem. Less <laughs> road rage these days. That's good. These are little bits and pieces of What Bugs You Wednesday, all from Austin. You know, Straight from yeah. Hortman. How about that? Yeah, it is uh, therapeutic. No doubt. All right. Here's what you're doing. You're tossing your burden on all of us so we can share in the carrying thereof. Thank you, Austin. We appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. All right, we are live from the Dish Professionals. We'll talk to our friend Matt Williamson, talk a little NFL football right around the corner. But our friend Ryan jumping on with us once again. Give him a call, 801-424-DISH. And now it's a great time to call because we're talking cash money today. We are talking cash money. Super excited to uh, do another drawing today. We're going to pop out another $1,000 in cash. Uh, this is a... This is a neat little offer that we're doing. I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited the dish is allowing us to to do it. And uh, um, on top of that, um, they gave us so they did put some incentive money even for us. And so we're actually giving away everybody who does sign up with Dish today. You get a hundred bucks cash, cash back, set up right then. Sweet. Plus, we'll uh, get you the award winning hopper and get you set up there, and you can win the thousand dollars in cash, which we're going to do a drawing. Five fifty. You gonna help me do the drawing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're gonna, we're gonna do the drawing we'll here at the end out. of the day. So if you call in now, you can still get entered. So this is a good opportunity. Call in and uh, you know, especially you know, so many people have like old equipment, and they're on their TV bill is out of promotion, and they're spending one hundred and seventy, hundred and eighty dollars a month mm-hmm. for something that costs a hundred dollars less. We see it all the time, and it's a it's a simple phone call, and you can have something better. You can upgrade everything and save money. Yeah. I mean, bigger DVR, more tuners. Oh, yeah. The bigger DVR makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a yeah, huge difference. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Nobody likes, you know, like I sit on shows occasionally like, oh, I'll get to that or whatever. And then magically, uh, you know, back when I had this problem, it would be deleted and the fury that would ensue. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because in my home DVR, I... I started collecting movies, and so it's like a movie library. Yeah. I've got the bottom of my DVR, like the older stuff, is all is all like just really good movies, just all saved up just so I can watch them whenever I need to. And, uh, you know, the cool thing with the, the hopper, that voice remote, you can actually search a movie. And let's just say it's not on on demand, or I don't know if you've done this, but if it's not on demand or if it's not available on Netflix or whatever, um, it'll, you can, it'll just give you an option to record when available. Yeah, I have used that. That's awesome. And so you can just do that. One of my favorite movies is uh, uh, The World's Fastest Indian. Yeah, yeah. It's a great show. It's on the soft flats, right? Yeah, right. The yeah. soft flats. And... Well, it looks like we lost Jake and uh, Ryan there, the Dish Professionals, but give them a call. 801-424-DISH. That's 424-DISH. If you sign up today, you enter to, to win 1000 bucks. Or, or Yeah, and you can get $100 back by signing up today. 801-424-DISH. More of the big show up next. NFL insider Matt Williamson here on The Zone.